Happy take it. Oh, too loud. Happy. Oh, still too loud. Happy. Dang. Oh. Happy take it off Tuesday. Happy Pride Month. Happy to be alive for once. Oh, twice. I'm your stylish host, Mrs. Tweedle, aka Mrs. Getting Sued But Always a Mood, aka Andargy. We're going to get into that lawsuit later. I haven't done a solo episode with you in a while, and I want to talk about some things. A lot's been going on in the fashion industry. A lot's been going on in my life. We're going to cover everything. Well, everything that we can cover in 30 minutes or less. This includes the Glamour UK putting transgender pregnant man on the cover. This includes Bretman Rock being on the cover of Vogue Philippines. This includes the conspiracy theories behind why Edward Enningville is stepping down from British Vogue. And this includes a little bit of my personal life because a sister just needs some healing. And this microphone is a lot cheaper than retail therapy. So, without further ado, let's get into it. But first, if you're listening to this podcast, please make sure to like, comment, follow the Take It Off show for updates and all that good jazz. If you're listening to this on the radio, honey, buckle your seatbelt, get in for a ride. Okay, let's get into it. I get on Twitter over the weekend. My notifications are non Stop. I was sitting in my pajama. I'm thinking who gave birth, who died, maybe Rihanna. Well, I was close, okay? Someone did announce their pregnancy. 27-year-old British trans man Logan Brown appeared on the cover of Glamour UK's Pride Edition. The title was called Trans, Pregnant, and Proud. Okay, a few thoughts, but I'm going to keep going first. He's a UK blogger, author of a cartoon book titled In My Dad's Belly, The Miracle of Male Birth. More thoughts, but let's keep going. Him and his partner delivered a healthy baby girl. Not going to say the child's name for obvious reasons. He told Glamour Magazines, I'm never going to... Glamour Magazine. He told... Y'all, it's, I'm doing this at like 10.30 p.m. I've been in the studio since 7 p.m. I came straight from work to the studio. I'm exhausted. Told Glamour Magazine, I'm never going to get this opportunity again as a queer couple to have a baby that's biologically both ours. And eventually something just clicked. He added, I had to get to the point of being confident with who I am and being a pregnant man. So basically, his partner is a male who, his partner was born male. So obviously, if they wanted a kid, this would have been probably the cheapest route and the easiest route. I'm just assuming. Now I can share my thoughts. 
I'm I'm really about to show my age, y'all, because back in 2008, there was a guy, Mr. Thomas Trace Beatty. Now, those who are old school know Mr. Beatty announced being pregnant as a man. When I tell you he got press like no other, I'm talking magazines, newspapers, radio, television. He was even on an interview with Oprah. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Uproar. He gave birth to two more kids, Mr. Beatty, divorced his wife, got remarried, got another baby, Th this time his second wife gave birth to that baby. They're doing well. They're healthy. He's a stockbroker. He's living a fairly low-key life. Anyways, back to this Mr. Brown, Logan Brown guy. You know, just from a marketing standpoint, I get it. Glamour, I get you what you're doing, you know. You need some action. You want some attention. This guy, before that, he was a blogger. You know, I think he had a, f a couple thousand followers. And, you know, Pride Month's right around the corner. Why not? They turned off their Instagram comments, but that's okay. I don't think it's original only because Miss the Beatty did it first. But I think it makes sense. And also, I think just on a wide scale... If you want to be transgender, I don't feel like you have to completely get rid of all your organs. Like, why? Being transgender, you don't have to lose your right to have a family. You're entitled to be happy. You're entitled to have a family. And you're entitled to be respected, too. People shouldn't make this such a big deal. They're just living their lives. Anyways, moseying right along. Openly gay, we're probably not going to make it to 30 minutes, y'all. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm maybe two minutes and I'm falling asleep, but I'm going to do this for y'all. Openly gay influencer, Bretman, and I'm not, I'm not, I am not editing a damn thing tonight. I'm telling you, I'm going straight to bed. Openly gay influencer, Bretman Rock graced the cover of Philippines Vogue for the month of June. Honey, this is groundbreaking because this is the, this Vogue Philippines is the first pride cover ever. You know, if you know the history of the Philippines, gayness has been a slow acceptance. I'll say that. The newest president though, he is very open. He's very welcoming. So I think this is going in the right direction. Now, the guy who's on the cover of this, the Instagram influencer, back in 2020, he did a video and said that he's not going to participate in the Vogue challenge because one day he's going to be in it. Y'all. And Brightman is Filipino. So this is just like a whole 360 moment for him. You know what I mean? This is an honor for him. I just want to know something. I just want to know something. How is there 12 Vogues in Europe, two in Latin America, one in North America? Hell, even Australia got their own Vogue. 
eight in Asia. They got a Vogue Hong Kong and a Vogue China. And Hong Kong is in China. And Africa can't get one Vogue. The second largest continent on this earth can't get one Vogue. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. That's just diabolical to me. I don't understand it. But, you know, it ain't our month. It ain't February. You know, we do get the shortest month of the year. It is June. Okay, we got to celebrate. We don't have to hate. So shout out to Bretman. Love seeing a come up. This was well deserved. This is also no shade to Bretman. Okay, I love the photos. He was rocking a green power suit. There were a lot of photographs in the water. It was giving, you can be a baddie in the dirt. You can be a baddie with the earth. Okay, just very serene energy all over. We're not done yet. We got to save the best for last, honey. Edward Enningful. That name is just a mouthful. Whew. I had to take a breath for this one, y'all. British Vogue's first man and first black editor-in-chief will step down from his role. He's set to take on a new role, and I always mispronounce this company. Condé Nast, Condé Nasty, Condé Rosa, Ponderosa, I don't know. But they are the company that owns Vogue. Anywho, he's going to take over as global creative and cultural advisor of Vogue. Mm. He sent out a memo and addressed the heads of editorial content at Vogue France, Vogue Italia, Vogue Spain, Vogue Germany. Notice how there wasn't any Vogue Africa. All of whom reported to him. He says in a lengthy post, I'm excited to share that from next year, I will be stepping into the newly appointed position of editorial advisor of British Vogue and global creative and cultural advisor of Vogue, where I will continue to contribute to the creative and cultural success of the Vogue brand globally while having the freedom to take on broader creative projects. For now, everything remains the same. I'm so excited about what the future holds for us. I would like to thank Roger Lynch. He's the CEO of the Condé Nasty. And Anna Wintour, obviously editor-in-chief of Vogue America, for their continued support. Mm. Now, now, when I was reading this, I was like, what exactly does this new title really entitle? And so I did a little digging, I researched, and basically, he not getting promoted. This ain't a promotion at all. He's getting demoted, okay? He's basically going to sit on this board. It's almost like he's like a freelancer, practically. He will continue to report to Anna Wintour, who also, she holds the title for Global Chief Content Officer for this Coda Nasta Nasta Nasta. And... This came as a bit of a shock to me. A little bit of a... Because <sighs> he was really a man of the people. You know what I'm saying? Well, by the people, I mean my people. He really pushed for diversity. He came out with that one cover with all the dark skin models. The April cover with the curvy queens. 
the first Vogue cover ever with transgender models, the first ever Vogue Braille edition? Honey, we did a whole segment on that two episodes ago. The Beyonce cover with her sitting on a red horse. The Rihanna cover with the do-rag. But the gag-gag is his political game was on the defense. I don't know if I even use that term correctly, but you know, sports talk ain't really my talk. Back to fashion. According to the Times UK, his takeover from Shulman, who is, you know, the previous Brit... Alexandra Shulman, she was the pretty, ugh, previous British Vogue editor-in-chief, was a little bit bitter. You know, rumors began to spread about Vogue being ran by posh white girls. By the way, this is all quotes from Times UK. This is not me speaking. Okay, I'm not being messy. Continue. Shulman held the position for 25 years and Edward six years or so. But he's been a part of Vogue Spain since the 90s. And he's been a part of Condenastis since like 2011. I think before this he was at the at W Magazine. So he's been in the game for a minute. Don't, don't let this thing fool you. Anywho, anywho, anywho. Anyful put diversity at the forefront. And advertisers, they loved it. Readers... Not so much. They complained, you know, they felt like it was more styling and fashion and like less content, you know, because magazines actually do have to write here and there. Folks also started calling him Queen Mother because of his diva-like behavior. I kind of like that though. Under Edward's reign, it had turned into a diva fest. Now here's where it gets juicy. Anna allegedly didn't think he was qualified for the job. He made no secret of the fact that he thought British Vogue was just a stepping stone to ultimately running Vogue America. Arguably the most important job in fashion. Also, being the fact that she's 73, he didn't think it would take long. But... As we know now, my boy was wrong. You know, he was wrong. A while back, he was allegedly... And I really can't believe they put this in the article, but I'm just going to read this to you. He was allegedly in tears during London Fashion Week because the Queen of England sat right next to Anna Wintour. Him and Anna clashed over and over again over different editorial content. I think that stuff is normal. She really put her foot down when he wanted to make the magazine gender neutral. Again, I think this stuff is like in any work environment. And he allegedly threatened to resign last year unless he was given her job. Now that I don't know. That's, you know, pretty ballsy if you ask me. And then I'm saying allegedly because the Times UK article, they didn't say allegedly. And y'all not about to come for my coins. I'm not about to get sued twice on here, okay? Basically, people were saying online that, you know, he shot for the moon and lost. So he'll go back to his first love, which is being a stylist. But he's made such a big name for himself. He's friends with A-list celebrities. 
I can't imagine him not doing something big, even going to things like Apple or another corporation. I mean, his coins, they will be fine, honey. Don't, oh, uh, this was also interesting, though. The article did say, don't expect him to be much evidence at Vogue, despite his grand-sounding new title. It ain't much of a title. Dang. They were a little bit cold. Okay, they were a little bit icy in this article. And you know, when I was reading this, I was kind of wondering, like, okay, he's stepping down, yeah, yeah. But who's going to replace him? You know, there's... People were saying online, also, Mark Gurucci, Gurucci sounds Italian. He is very ambitious. He's a he's an editorial creative director at American Vogue. He's spending time in London preparing for Vogue World. <laughs> also, some people were saying it could be Deputy Sarah Harris's job. Okay, that would make sense because she's deputy. Whatever happens, the whole ordeal makes one thing very clear. Anna Wintour is still that bitch. Other people were kind of like a little bit pissed off. They were basically saying, oh, I can't say the P word. How come I can say the B word, but I can't say the P? Oh my God, I'm so tired, y'all. Anywho, Anna is a, they were saying, <laughs> Anna is a stubborn dinosaur who refuses to evolve. I don't think so. I think she'd been working there for 30 years. She made her mark, honey. And I feel like she's going to go when she's ready to go. And nobody's going to push her out the door. And if that is true, like he was threatening, oh, if you don't give me her job, I'm going to quit. If that's true, then they did the right thing. Seriously, like... You've been in that position for six years. I know you did a lot of stuff before that. Even when you were in that position, like, you were doing big things. Like, you could have just waited it out. She's 73. Just be patient. Jeez. Anywho, we actually do have a take it in fashion news of the week. Isn't that surprising? Because this whole thing was just news. Nordstrom and Human Rights Campaign celebrates Pride with the t-shirt collaboration. Fun fact, back in high school, my dream job was, I had a few dream jobs, honey, I was dreaming all through class, was to actually work at the Human Rights Campaign. I was in this club, I think it was called, yeah, it was a club, called the Gay Straight Alliance, and at the time, gay marriage was banned in DC and I remember we went to go march during the MLK parade in DC in February it was so dang cold I had on boots y'all I had on this cute little red small coat not really anything thick because I was like it's gonna be DC I need to show out honey Honey, 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 honey. I was almost about to show out my frostbite. I had no business walking in the cold like that. But the next year, gay marriage was allowed in D.C. So we really felt like we did something. We were part of something bigger than ourselves. And that is a very fond memory of my early activism days. Moving along. 
Tennessee law banned drag. So Tennessee had a law banning drag shows this weekend. They just ruled it unconstitutional. Okay, come through Tennessee courts. Speaking of that truth, imagine if they did that though in Savannah. Do you know how much money Savannah would lose? There's drag shows every weekend, especially with all these bachelorette parties. Like, bachelorettes, they don't want to go see male strippers. That's so early 2000s, 90s. Drag shows are in, honey. Get with the times. Lord, we are wrapping up. Thank you, Jesus. I have been going through a lot. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I have been stressed. I am planning my first ever fashion show and it's exciting. It's nerve wracking. I'm scared. I'm hoping it goes really well. I'm still looking for volunteers. So, you know, slide in my DMs, shoot me some messages. Still a lot of steps that need to be had and I'm just I'm just ready for it to happen really I've been to so many fashion shows I've talked about fashion shows a lot on here and I I just need this the whole lawsuit <sighs> it's been a lot of episodes since I talked about that so you know it's been better that's for sure but it's just the court system is so slow child. It's just so slow. And these people are driving me up the wall. And I can't say too much. I can't say too much. Because that's how I got in trouble the first time. If you don't know, you ain't figuring it out today. Go back to the old episodes. And as far as everything else goes, I think I'm just ready for something different i've been doing the same thing for a little bit now and i want another challenge i want something exciting i want something new something different i'm i'm just ready for that next step so hopefully this fashion show will get me back in my groove you know stella got her groove no and Archie got her groove back and i just want to see what the future holds at this point i mean i'm 28 years old god my birthday month is over <laughs> and i just feel like time i'm on a time crunch really that sounds so embarrassing because i know there's 45 year olds 50 year olds listening to this like honey you don't know what you're talking about just sit down and shut up you're right but I just feel like I see people who are my age who are just doing so much better in life than me and I see people who have kids and they are married and they have mortgages and I'm you know I still have roommates and I'm just not where I envisioned myself to be at 28 and so that reality is kind of something that I'm struggling with and I know it'll get better I know the things I'm doing today will pay off tomorrow but I just need them to pay off today like I just need it to pay off in an hour because I am so 
that's all for today y'all i made it to 30 minutes if you listen to this whole no i'm sorry i didn't make it to 30 minutes 27 minutes if you listen to this whole shenanigans praise allah god to you honey and the 12 disciples because you did that thing i will see you next week please like please comment if you hated it tweet me at me yeah if you didn't like it let me know what's up enjoy the rest of your tuesday see you next week that's what's out that's what's in see you next week on next week's trend follow me at take it off show and i'll see you next tuesday at 5 p.m